For nearly 50 years, grassroots activists have gathered to hear from GOP leaders at the Conservative Political Action Conference. As Republicans debate who is the best candidate to help them win back the White House next year, Laura Barone-Lopez reports on what's gaining traction with the party's right flank. Look, look at all the people loving you right here. Look at Don Jr., Don Jr. Once a Republican primary season tradition. Socialist paper ballots hand counted. Speeches to the party faithful at the annual Conservative Political Action Conference, better known as CPAC. Vote for Donald J. Trump! Is now a platform for white grievance politics. Loyal acolytes of former President Donald Trump. We either get this government back on our side or we defund and get rid of, abolish the FBI, CDC, ATF, DOJ, every last one of them! And election deniers. I'm the one that's willing to say this stuff because someone has to. Tomorrow, Trump delivers the keynote speech to close out the conference. But he's not alone. All of the GOP's declared presidential candidates are making their case. Today, former South Carolina governor Nikki Haley. I'm running for president to renew an America that's strong and proud, not weak and woke. And entrepreneur and activist Vivek Ramaswamy. I am all in on the America first agenda. Still, this year, Several of the party's leaders, like House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and Republican National Committee Chair Ronna McDaniel, as well as many of the potential presidential candidates, are sitting out. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former Vice President Mike Pence, and South Carolina Senator Tim Scott are among those who will not be speaking, opting instead to attend a donor retreat in Florida for the conservative anti-tax group Club for Growth. Haley is going to both events. Well, CPAC and the American Conservative Union specifically were the geese that laid the golden eggs for the Republican conservative movement. Al Cardenas is a Republican strategist and the former chairman of the American Conservative Union, the organization responsible for organizing CPAC. I don't think that the, most of the folks coming are conservative. I think they're populist. I think they're part of this uh, cancel culture. I think they're deniers, election deniers. CPEC and its current chairman, Matt Schlapp, are facing a new scandal. In January, Schlapp was accused of groping a GOP campaign aide during the midterm elections. Allegations, Schlapp denies. Cardenas says many 2020 hopefuls are skipping the conference for a different reason. So they're not coming either by design or, or by the fact that they don't want to be participants in a show that's basically laying a crown on Donald Trump's head. A recent PBS NewsHour NPR Marist poll found that more than half of Republicans say the party would be better off with the 2024 nominee other than Donald Trump. But here at CPAC, with this group of the Republican base, it's clear it's still Trump's party. I think that um, DeSantis is a possibility for the future, but not now. Trump deserves to, to, to finish what he started, and we need him. President Trump is the best president that this nation can have. Right now, there is not anyone that can wear his moccasins. We know that Trump was a good president, mm -hmm. but we think DeSantis will be a good president. Like, you know, it's really like tough. Trump has won the CPAC straw poll the last two years, and his influence was present again this year. Some of his biggest allies, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, had prime well, speaking slots to push a far-right agenda. I'm going to be introducing my bill, the Protect Children's Innocence Act, that will make it a felony to perform anything to do with gender-affirming care on children. 
In recent weeks, some other would-be candidates, like DeSantis, have targeted suburban voters who recently departed the GOP with a tough-on-crime message. But for the audience at CPAC, the focus on anti-LGBTQ, anti-transgender, and a false belief that K-12 schools teach college-level race and ethnic studies resonated the most. There's been a lot of focus in the past couple years on some really important issues like critical race theory and classrooms and the overall content that they're teaching in schools. That stuff's important. Woke. Woke is divisive. And what is woke? Woke? That's where I've got the critical race theory. You got all the, the other. The, 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 woke is broad. I mean, I, it's, to me, it's the critical race theory, the bathroom thing. With months before the primary debates begin, Cardenas says the GOP candidates are still honing their messages and finding their own path to the nomination. You're either going to be a pure blood, you know, uh, anti-woke, pro-culture wars candidate, or you're not. And uh, if the candidates who, who decide to jump in the fray, uh, they've got to wait till either Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis fades away before they have a unique chance, I think. Though some have yet to officially join the race, most of the 2020 hopefuls will be traveling to the critical early state of Iowa in the coming weeks. For the PBS NewsHour, I'm Laura Barone-Lopez in National Harbor, Maryland.